Welcome to the Men of Conviction Podcast. We're your host, Alex and Cordell. That's Alex, and I'm Cordell. What's up, all you beautiful people? Hope you're all having a fantastic day, a great week, a great month, a great year, a great everything. I hope you're living your best life with purpose. All day, every day. Yeah. What are we talk about today, Alex? I have a I have a topic in mind. Is masculinity under attack in our current society? Hmm. Is that a rhetorical question or no? It's absolutely not. That's why I started it. Oh, okay. Because rhetorical, I just didn't need an answer. But I believe it is. If 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 uh, you want my answer, I think it's under attack because um, because. I don't know why that I don't know why I don't know why all the way I guess I have a theory but I, I do know it's under attack and I've, I've got all these little threads that are, I keep wanting to say but I guess like some of the threads would be you know um, there's lots of threads that you that you go down it's like because masculinity and what men have done and misogynist men and certain type of men have put people down and there's a lot of those threads out there um that are common um that you you'll find that there's a lot with men like you know it's not like well women are doing this and it's like well they're the underserved party or something like that so it can't be them it's got to be it's got to be the men that's interesting I'm not sure if this goes with this topic, but I'm going to say it, and then you can tell me what if you if if we want to leave that there or not. But is it a lot like racism? Because you pick like the majority person or thing, and flip it onto their like the the enemy, like because now white men are the enemy for a lot of people. Not not to me. Not to me at all. But they're the enemy because that's the only way that well, it just it builds traction that really never goes anywhere. And so it's just a futile argument because you're just going and going and going and going and you don't ever have to stop it. Mm-hmm. And so the same thing with masculinity, masculinity. Like, hey, we can we can start screwing with society, so to speak, mess with masculinity mess with it mess with it mess with it it never goes anywhere but it does mess up with society but it just never really goes towards a fix hmm. but anyways i think it's interesting just to to give a little clarity to my thought process here i do think we're talking specifically about media representation of society as opposed to almost what i see to be real life mm-hmm. because i feel like in my real life with the the people and the friends and the families that i know there's not this stigma around men being oppressive or or overly masculine or toxic there's not that there's those conversations aren't happening um not that i know of at least but in the media in in tv shows news documentary in those avenues there's a there's a big conversation around masculinity being toxic or being overbearing or being unnecessary yeah, the same for me. I think in the circles that I'm in, I guess you're, you're in my circle, and then you know, 
I get the same thing, the same message. It's basically more or less like men need to stand up and do what they're supposed to do, what they're called to do. And that that's not, and it's not perceived or received as a negative thing. Right. Is, is what happens. But if you look on media or social media or anywhere else, um, there's a movement, so to speak, kind of towards like, hey, you know, men have been doing things wrong for too long look what look what this person did <laughs> you know? and maybe maybe there was a correction needed but maybe there's been an overcorrection because i mean my, my mother-in-law told me that you know back in 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 her her day you know like you couldn't you couldn't or, or wouldn't leave your husband if he was abusive or 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 violent because what could you do you couldn't open a bank account you couldn't get a job you couldn't do these things as a woman it was or it was very difficult to do. So the the risk of 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 calling out someone that was being violent or aggressive, you know, it, it, you would risk everything. But I think that those traits needed correction. Mm-hmm. But maybe we've overcorrected to now men can't do anything or shouldn't do anything that you know makes them stand out. So that's an interesting idea that I've had is that maybe maybe our society was due for a correction, but it's just gone too far to the other end of the spectrum where men are, are they told to sit down and shut up because you can't have an opinion over anybody else or you can't be too loud with your opinion or you can't be too anything with your opinion. Yeah. Men. And I think men need to have opinions. I think women need to have opinions too. Um, and convictions, right? And so like if you if you silence men from talking or being able to talk or voice their opinions, I think what happens is you get more of what we have today. People who are not able to to express their thoughts without it sounding very aggressive, you know, um, type of thing. Uh, example would be, you know, example would be, oh, uh, kids driving fast through down the street and passes up a car or something like that, or, or is coming head on at you and scares you. Now a man is now talking on with other men on social media platforms saying, oh, if this was my kid, I'd whoop him. He better hope I don't catch him. You know, like basically gets very threatened because they don't know how to talk about feelings. Hey, man, that's really scared me. Hey, if this is, is this your kid? Like, I'm, I'm just concerned they might hurt somebody. But they, they take it because they haven't learned how to speak. And we're basically we've kind of shut that out of our society, having speaking, debating, being able to talk about feelings and emotions appropriately. Then what happens is you get people with these bent up feelings and don't know how to actually articulate what's on their mind. And they they channel it into another default emotion of anger, rage. Instead of the appropriate one at the time. Yeah, I think fear Fear is a common and powerful emotion that most people are not willing to admit they have or even aware that that's where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if somebody goes speeding down my street, 
I'm frustrated and upset because of what I'm scared would happen. Because what I'm what I fear would happen is my kids being in the street or my dog being in the street or whatever. And so the frustration is originated from fear. I think that's that's quite common mm-hmm. with many emotions. People don't know how to say, I'm scared of this happening. Right. I have this fear. And so they just take the anger and then the anger drives it. Like if the event's over, you don't know how to actually address what the problem is, you know, mm-hmm. because like, hey, say if somebody drives down my street hauling butt and like, hey, this event's over. So I go down to address it. Am I still so angry at them that I can't have the conversation, get my thoughts out? What in the world are you thinking? Driving down my street like a bite out of, you know, whatever. Instead of just going, hey, hey, man, I, I really want to talk to you because I'm concerned and I get scared because I have little kids. When you drive down the street that fast, I'd appreciate it if you slow down. I'm not scared of this person saying something back to me because I know that my heart and my emotions would be in the right spot. Where it gets out of control is where oh, I think I'm right to tell this person what to do and they can't tell me what to do and everybody's mad at each other as opposed to saying, hey, 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 man, here's something that I'm scared of for our, our community and our safety. I wouldn't want somebody going down the road and, and hitting you or your family because they're driving too fast and maybe something that, that you're not scared of, but it's something that just made me a little, little cautious. Well, if you take a second and extrapolate that thought further, if you were to think, because I'm thinking through it, if that situation happens, it's like, okay, I'm, I have this fear of something happening to my kids, my family, my my dog, whatever. Right. If you keep going with that, it's like I'm also scared for what happens to that driver. Right. If you get some teenage driver that barrels down the street and runs over a kid, there's a, a great fear for what happens to this kid. What about what about the driver? I mean, that guy's life is in shambles right. going forward. So I'm scared for you. I'm scared for me. I'm scared for our community. And so, like, then you then you you take it to what's actually you're scared of. You tell the person there, and, like, it's really hard to get mad at somebody when they're not, like, when they're telling you, like, hey, I'm, I'm scared. They're coming up to you almost like, hey, <laughs> with a little humility. And so if we take it down to that spot, to our feelings and emotions, and able to talk about them not, like, in a – it's not a wimpy way – but in a clear, articulate way of like, here's what my thoughts are, then it then it takes out that aggression. Because instead of that person driving down the street, and you're like, man, that's the person that drives down the street every time. Drives down the street every time. Fast. Oh, look, Bob. you're just holding it in, holding it in. Anger, anger, rage, rage, rage. You don't even know where you're mad anymore. But the next time that person drives down the street and throws out a Coke can, you're throwing something back at him. <laughs> like, because you're like, this person's just terrible. So it's interesting because I do feel that there's a, a, a media narrative against masculinity. And right. I think that is driven by that's just driven by this machine that, that creates victims and and groups and, and classifications. I think I think masculinity is a nice big topic to create a bunch of victims that are right. impacted by masculinity, create a bunch of uh, people that are are now insecure in who they are. Well, maybe I'm too masculine. Maybe I need to dial it down. Maybe I'm on the. Maybe I'm doing things the wrong way. I think that narrative is being driven by simply having clicks and and headlines and and views on the internet. But maybe the more beneficial conversation is how do we define masculinity in a way that's beneficial to society? Because then. You're right. I mean, people are men are not taught how to handle their emotions no. very well, mm-hmm. and and when men tend to have an emotion that like a fear or this or that, they end up, they tend to act 
in in big gestures instinctively too with fight or flight you know they're going to do they want to react right and so why not change this if if we were actually looking to have a benefit to society we would stop attacking a group of people for what their god-given traits are and start addressing how you handle those in a beneficial manner to society at large right hey men masculinity in its truest form is knowing what your emotions are Mm-hmm. It's being able to communicate with other people. It's being able to stand up and be vocal for your family and your friends and your community. It's being able to have positive impact where you go. It's not. It's not the the overly aggressive because anything anything in excess is going to be bad for you. Right. I mean, literally anything that could be good for you in excess becomes bad for you. So mm-hmm. it's not going over the top, over over the line with everything you do. It's also not being you know, quiet and, and huddled up in a corner just hoping everything works out. It's finding that balance mm-hmm. of where do I take my masculine traits and put them to positive use? Where do I use my voice? Where do I use my hands? Where do I use my mind? Where do I use these things that have been given to me in a way that provides benefit? But there's not – those conversations aren't as attractive, I think, for the nightly news well, it's not attractive for the machine either, because if you think about it, like you said the machine that divides groups into different people. If you think about that, the machine is is actually catering to a lot of large large businesses and employees. So if employees go to work and they say something that offends somebody else, that stops the machine from working. All this chatter is going around around water coolers. Hey guys, everybody, don't say anything. You get here at work and you work at this corporation, don't say anything. Because if you do, you might offend somebody else and we won't get our product out. Leave your personality at the door and just come in and do your job. Yeah, just come in and do your job, man. Don't don't, don't bring your personal stuff in here, your thoughts or opinions or ideas in here, because you need to get the product out. And that's how you're going to get paid is by getting this product out. And if you're here to get paid, this we're here for you. If you're here to actually be a human being, get out of here. I I This is – it almost sounds like a um, – an off-topic conversation, but I think this relates very well. I enjoy like medieval shows, mm-hmm. like movies set in the you know the the age of knights and horses and and swords and those things. I just think it's it's, it's entertaining to me. Um, and the little bit of research I've done on that time, is that a weird time, fetish of yours or something? It's not a fetish, oh. man. Why would you go there? It's not a fetish. Oh, I, man, I didn't know. It's an it's an interesting genre of entertainment. I just want to get. I just want to clear that TV. up for everybody else watching. So <laughs> the little bit I've read it seems that a lot of the foundational stuff, whether the, whether the individual stories are true or not, becomes irrelevant. But the foundational stuff is there. There were there were lords and kings and knights and peasants, and they had these feudal systems where. People worked on land that they were directed to by their their lord, and they had to pay their taxes to the lord who paid the taxes to the king, and et cetera, et cetera. I think it's interesting because if you look at, I think a lot of people today would say we're so far removed from that system. Oh man, it's such a it's so so good that I don't have to answer to a a knight who owns my land. I don't have to answer to a lord who owns my my you know the house I live in. I think it's funny though because I don't think we're that far removed from that system i think it just looks different i think the the players and the names and the titles have changed but if you're working in corporate america are you not answering to almost a lord or knight that owns this Mm -hmm. department or this building or this whatever that you know allows you to come in and work every day are you not answering to the 
people that rule over the country and allow you to pay your taxes to them all yeah. the time. I just think it's an interesting um, contrast, right? Because you would think, oh man, that's where we're removed by. I don't know, hundreds, thousands of years. We get choice and we get to vote and we get to do all these things now. You know, we, we, in, in, please go out and vote. Um, but you, you get to participate and it's like, well, I mean, well, I mean, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you will participate. You will. You, <laughs> you will. will. You'll participate and you'll like it. <laughs> you, you will like it. And if you get out of line, we will not allow you to continue to talk and censor you or shoot something. We'll cancel you or do something weird like that. But yeah, so they're, it almost it's like they're trying to cancel masculinity with no, there's not a way to do it. It's what it seems like media does. You know, they try to get rid of masculinity when there's no real way to do it. It's like, what's the point of like, taking men down a notch without objectively helping your society, mm-hmm. you know, because like if you want to take men down a notch and say, Hey, like having coarse jokes about women is may not be the best thing. Here's why it actually hurts and offends people and being able to have a conversation about that, I think is important. But that went with news, just basically putting stuff out media, putting things out as news, that goes into social issues and they they don't really have a side. They just want to stir the pot. It doesn't do anything for anybody because this person says, Hey, was this just a joke? And this person's like, well, maybe you could say a little bit more sensitively, but they're never actually having the conversation like, Hey, here's an idea. Mr. Orbiter of information. Here's an idea of how this conversation can go a little bit better. And then it's up for those individuals to take it where it is, you know, and, mm-hmm. and do those things. Like, I guess now it almost seems like if if there was a woman in the workplace and, and a man was to tell her that, you know, oh, I like that dress. You know, it's very attractive on you. It can almost be perceived as like sexual harassment or something. That would not be perceived as sexual harassment. It would absolutely be filed and cited and right. and, and, and that, sexual harassment. But do you think that that is sexual harassment? There's a. There's way too many nuances there to... to but, I mean, would you go there and say that's sexual harassment? There's too many variables. Mm. How did he, how'd they say it? What's the relationship? Right. What, what have past, past encounters been like? And so that's that's all the things that matter. But the thing is that all, all it would take is just that one thing or that, that dress looks nice on you, whatever. You know, even if it's not attractive, attractive may, may allude to a desire or something like that. But like, just say there's no desire, like, Oh, you look really nice in that dress, you know, or something like that. Um, just really a genuine compliment or a uh, thought could be perceived the improper way, I guess is what I'm saying mm-hmm. in our society today. And just use that bite will be extrapolated in everybody's own experiences for no purpose. <laughs> You know, like basically everybody takes that that thought and their own experiences like, well, if I said this to a woman, I wouldn't mean that. Another guy would be like, well, if I said that, I would mean something. <laughs> well, I think the other issue at play there is the situation because right. in most work environments, you're not friends. Right. You're not truly friends. Right. You work together. And so that's where it becomes it's a really big gray area of like, are you allowed to say something to compliment somebody's attire? Technically, yes, but what you say to a friend versus a coworker have different connotations to them. Yeah, that's true. But that's, so that's, that's the thing is like, that's a whole different topic. Almost like our society has stripped our 
humanity out of us when we go into the workplace. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's, uh, I think you understand it. It's just a different topic, but it's the same thing. It's like when you strip the masculinity out of a man when he goes into the workplace, you strip the humanity out of a woman when she goes to the workplace, they stripped it from both of us. But no one has any, what are we doing at that point? The only thing left. Yeah. That's why the masculinity headlines do so well because everyone is is having to fall in line and play a part everywhere they go. And so that's when they put these labels on things for what is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to get everybody's attention because everybody's struggling with what they're allowed to do and not allowed to do. Instead, these conversations should be, should be geared towards what is positive to society. Right. Like basically, we... we we, we they basically have all these bigger corporations that have more like work life balance. Like, you know, like I think if you look at like, you know, your Google or your Facebook's campus, uh, like there's all this, like, it looks fun, you know, cafeterias and childcare and it, and just stuff. Like, I mean, there'll probably be concerts. I'm sure. I don't know. I'm just, just guessing, you know, concerts and stuff there at the campus, at the culture, you're building out your, your environment. But it's all like a, it's a facade. It's a facade because you go there and if you spend time doing the extra things that they have for you, you got to leave yourself at the door. Mm-hmm. You can come experience all this goodness we have for you, but don't you bring yourself in here. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you got to fall in line. Right. But yeah, I think it goes back to what you said earlier. That's why, that's why corporations get behind some of these, these labels and groups because they need all of their people to fall in line. Right. They need them all playing a part when they show up. Right. Play the part because if we get behind the labels and groups, it keeps everybody scared to know what to do. Because you go out to dinner with a group of friends and you you tell one of your female friends that her dress is, looks really nice or she looks really good tonight. That's for you guys to figure out as a friend group if that's something that was appropriate or not appropriate. Were you being a creep when you said right. whatever? Right. Deal with that in your, within your friend group dynamics. Yeah. But when you go to work and do it, there's so again, there's so many variables involved there that to determine whether or not that was appropriate or not. Because then you add in, what if it was a third party person that heard it and said, I don't appreciate hearing these conversations at work. Yes. So that's why they just need you to fall in line. And so I think that's where the big, the big picture of masculinity being under attack comes into play because in, in so many of the roles that we fill in a daily, in our daily lives, you're not supposed to be yourself. Yeah. Supposed to be a cog in a wheel. Yeah. Be silent. Don't speak up. Don't say anything. And if you say something, you better you better think about it. And if you work in corporate America, that's that's the path you've chosen, and you you know you're filling this role. I mean, that's what you got to do for your nine to five. Make sure you don't let that travel or follow you back home. Mm-hmm. At home, you still need to be the the person your family needs. You need to be able to stand up for your your wife and your kids. You need to be able to stand up for your neighbors and your community. You can't let this corporate like i don't know what i'm looking for is like this corporate like oppression follow you home and then make you not lead your family the right way that's it man so so in other words what i'll i'll say to that is there's there's a lot of people in our society in america today that go and because you're in this environment for eight nine hours a day that suppresses your thoughts and ideas and beliefs that you don't know how to go outside those walls and be you. You're scared to be you because you can get in trouble for something you say outside the work. If you say it on the social media platforms, what I guess what we're saying is this, you got to find true genuine friendships outside of 
all of these lexicons mm-hmm. where you're actually talking, you know, able to press flesh with people to where it's not um, a conversation that Alex and I had that is uh, that's public in nature in terms of we just did it on social media. Me and Alex have conversations where we talk face to face like we're doing right now with you guys. Get out there and talk to people. Know what you believe and know what your values are and be yourself because you don't want to change to what society is changing us to because it's it's nothing. It's nothing. Like you're not going to anything. Like that. that's literally going into, hey, you show up, you do your job, and you go home and you don't have a thought or opinion. Right. You don't have to get to have any beliefs. You don't get to bring your your faith in here. You don't get to bring your – you don't get to be a man in here. You don't get to be a woman here. You don't get to be a father or mother. You get to be a guardian. You don't get to do any of those things here. So what are we what are we doing there? We, we're, what are we protecting? We don't even know. We don't even know who we're protecting there. Right. We're protecting all these these people, the less thans. And are, are are we or are we just keeping us working the machine over here when in reality we need to be who we are for sure out here. And that what in the out here is Life. At home, yeah, at life in general. You need to find people that you can be yourself around. And it might not be the person you've known all your life. That's the hard part, mm-hmm. right? So somebody you grew up with since elementary school and middle school and high school and college, your roommates, that may not be the person that you really can confide in in life. You may find that whenever you start talking about life with that person, y'all really don't agree about a lot of things. That's probably a topic for another day. But learn to stand up for your convictions and don't let the world tell you that masculinity is bad. Find out what good masculinity is. Mm -hmm. And I'm not not dumping on people's nine to five. No, no. You're you're called to work. You have to provide for your family. Do that. Find the, find the, the opportunity that ideally aligns as mo- as much with your values as you can go to work get your paycheck provide for your family build relationships there do whatever you can to take that outside of work if that's what you feel is important to you with those relationships but make sure that that's that's not dictating the rest of your life right where you're being locked into this this bubble this shell this i can't say or do anything because that's what i gotta do at work remember your work your job is your job your life is your life Live your life. Live don't, your life. Live your life. Don't live a life that's basically made up to make you suppressed because you'll never be able to truly lead. What if your opportunity may be outside of this place that you actually despise every single day? You can't understand why you don't know the words, but you better find yourself outside of those walls. You know, you got you go into this building to get a paycheck, but don't let that define who you are. Figure out who you are outside of those walls so that way you can live your life. Don't let them mold it because if you keep following down the rabbit trail, they they don't really have a mold for you other than show up and work. Mm-hmm. So to sum it up, I think masculinity is under attack as a as a narrative in society, as a as a media clickbait headline, because they need people, men, women, everybody, to fall in line and cause as little disturbance as they can. In society, because that's what they just need. They need a machine turning, but don't don't let that force you or allow 
yourself to be less than you need to be for your family, for your friends, for your relationships, for your community, for your church, for whatever it is that's important to you. That's right, man. So go like us, subscribe, share, leave a comment. Tell us how much you think we suck. Tell us how much you you love us. Whatever you want to do. Doesn't matter. As long as you talk about us, we'll like it. We might not like it. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Just talk. Just talk. Talk about us. Tell people that we're talking so they can hear us. If you think we have something positive to say out in the world, make sure you get it out there. If you think we have something negative to say in the world, tell us your opposing view. We're out. Catch y'all on the flip side. Later. Flippity flip. Peace.